Hi, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bracia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners. And we're just following our dreams, you know, working to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. Welcome to the Supermama Sisterhood. Hello. Hola, Supermamas. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your favorite podcast, the Supermamas Podcast, with your favorite hosts, Paulina Lopez, and my other half, who's not here today, Bricia Lopez. Shout out to Bricia. She is living her best life in Oaxaca right now. She is just living it up. I'm super jealous, and I'm looking forward to going back to Oaxaca soon. This week, I actually am not flying solo. I have a very special mini guest with me today, my wonderful, ever-growing, ever-evolving, beautiful daughter, Krista. Krista, say hello to the Supermamas. Hello, Supermamas. So she doesn't have, she didn't have school today, and I said, you know what, why not, let's, she's here working with me, and I said, come into the show, do a little intro with me. Let's talk about life. And yeah, so here's Krista. Krista, tell me, what is it like to be in middle school now? It's a lot more difficult. I have to move classes now. It's definitely a lot different than elementary. I have textbooks. I have my own Chromebook. And I have a ton of teachers. A ton of teachers. Do you feel Do you feel like a grown woman now? Eh, I kind of, well... Kind of, because we crossed the street to go to the library. So that I is guess. true. That is, she, Krista is now living the dangerous life, guys. She's crossing the street. You know what I mean? Like, that's living the dangerous life right there. You know, living life on the edge, crossing the street to the library, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my daughter just started middle school. Krista just started middle school. And she, are you liking school? Are you enjoying middle school? I had a really sucky experience in middle school. How, how has been your experience in middle school so far? I'm getting used to it. But one thing that was challenging was the locker. The locker. Okay. How? It was hard to open it because I had to twist and turn it and change gears and had to turn it. And then Sometimes you don't get it, and then it's passing period, and then you only have, like, two more minutes left to open your locker and get <laughs> your your notebook. Oh, my God. No, that must be no, that must be nerve-wracking because you're like, oh, my God, you're ran, racing against the watch, and you're like, I got to open my locker, and it doesn't open. How about just, like, <clears throat> like you know, dale unos golpes, no? You, they don't let you do that? No? Okay. Damn. Bad influence right here, this mother. Uh, I guess. <laughs> so lockers you know there's a lot happening for krista she's crossing the street she's having to open lockers but like what is it like being krista is in an all-girls school what is it like has there been any drama is there any drama or not yet no but there has been dance battles what yeah one time there was this dance battle in the field during lunch that's fun. I want to go back to, I see, that's the kind of experience of middle school that I wanted to have. Guys, I had a really bad, well, but then again, I had just come from Mexico. I didn't know the language. I didn't have any friends. 
I felt lonely. I felt really, really lonely in middle school. And everybody wanted to beat me up. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Has anybody tried to beat you up? No, but now the dance parties are banned. Dance parties are banned because somebody battled? Come on. Where do we draw the line here? Wait, why? Are, do they get rowdy or what? Yeah. Okay, what is, what is rowdy? A ton of people. A ton of people watching. That's rowdy for a 10-year-old, I guess. So. Well, actually, you're about to be 11. You know, she's about to be 11. She is two years shy from being a tween, a teenager, right? Are you a tween right now? What are you? A pre-tween. A pre-tween. <laughs> so many labels. <laughs> pre-tween. Okay. So, you know, now Krista is evolving into a dance battler, crossing the street, opening lockers, fighting with the lockers situation. Good old days, Krista. Good old, I, mean, I mean, I'm actually really happy that that you get to have that experience because my experience was very different. And that is exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for a school or a place where you would actually enjoy yourself and thrive because you, you really enjoy school. You really like school. You're a really great student. I'm really, really proud of you. I'm going to say this publicly in front of you. I'm really, really proud of you because you're you're like a really, you're a really, really good daughter. I am going to say. Krisa is a really good daughter, guys. She helps me a lot. She she really does. She, and now that she's getting older, we've, we've like, we've gotten really close in many other ways. We're like friends. And we talk a lot about a lot of different things. And I love you. I love you so much. I love you too, mama. <laughs> and I'm really glad that you're having this experience. I am. I can't wait. I need to bring you from time to time so you can give us the update on what is life in middle school for girls. Dance battling, fighting with the lockers and crossing the street. Krista is living dangerously, y'all. She is living dangerously. What else? Tell me, what else is happening in your life? Are you making new friends? Yeah. Yes? Is it hard to make friends at your age or is it is it easy? Well, it's kind of in between because you got to talk to them and you got to find out if they like things that you like and then if they don't. Because if you talk to them and they talk to you, you think you're friends. But if they don't talk to you ever again, then you're not friends. That is true. If they don't talk to you ever again, then that means you're not friends. That is that is true. I always tell Krista that, you know, I talk a lot, guys. Hello, I have a podcast. I talk a lot. I talk a lot at here on the podcast, at work, with customers, with clients. Like, I talk constantly, and I have really learned to be the first person in the room to raise my hand, introduce myself, ask a question, just, you know, I, I pushed myself to that. And I always tell Krista to do that. But I know, like, I know that one of the things is that at that age, it's it's a little hard to to make new friends. So I give you props for trying. I know that we've talked about this and that you've made new friends. And, you know, friendships are beautiful. Friendships are beautiful. But also friendships are evolving and maybe some of the friends that you have now won't be your friends later, but you will probably also find amazing friends that you will have for life. So just enjoy it. Enjoy this time. Thank you for joining me this morning. Do you what, do you have any messages for the Supermamas? Any complaints about your mother? Anything? No. 
you better. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But seriously, don't complain about me on air because then that's just a whole other show. We should, I should bring you on so you can have like a venting session about your mother. How's that? What? I have nothing to vent about you. Yes. Amazing. I am the great mother. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, baby. Thank you for coming. Thank you for like talking on the mic because I know, you know, that's how I know you're changing because before you wouldn't have done it for nothing. And now you're like, sure, I'll do it. That's amazing. I'm so proud. But let me tell you a little bit about who is on the show this week. And, you know, funny that this is the episode with our amazing friend, Ana Flores, because Ana and I have had many conversations about her daughter and herself. I have seen Ana's daughter grown through the years. She was a little girl when I met Ana, and now she's, you know, she's a, she's a little woman. And I, I, I have loved seeing the, how the relationship has evolved and grown. And we actually talk about that on today's episode, actually. But yes, today on the show, we have the amazing, inspirational boss lady, Ana Flores, a community builder and soul center entrepreneur. Ana Flores is leaving her passion as the founder and CEO of the We All Grow Latina, the first network of Latina digital influencers and creators founded in 2010 with a mission to elevate the voices and stories of Latinas through the power of community. The company's annual We All Grow Summit was named by Forbes.com as one of 19 conferences every creative should attend in 2018 and again on 2019 list. Born in Houston, Texas, raised in El Salvador, and graduate of the University of Florida, Anna is now settled in L.A. where she lives with her daughter. I cannot wait to go to We All Grow. I know it's going to be fire this year. I can't wait to see many of you over there. And she's going to tell us all things We All Grow, all things, you know, how did, she, did you got to hear her story, guys, because she, right before the pandemic, she was about to just leave it all behind. And now her conference sold out in like 30 minutes. That's insane. You guys have to listen to this story. So without further ado, here is La Chingona, the boss lady or friend, Ana Flores. Welcome to the show, Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, I'm so happy to be back. It's been so many years. Life has taken so many twists and turns. Girl, yet we're we still here. <laughs> we're still here. Tell me about yet it. Yet we're still here. Where do we start? Let's talk a little bit about yourself. For those of you who don't know you, and I, we're, we always do a little intro in the beginning of the show, but I always like to start with you. Tell us just a little who you are, who you live with, what you do in your spare time, hobbies. Tell us a little bit about Ana Flores. So yeah, I'm Ana Flores, and I was born in Houston to padres from El Salvador, my mom and my dad. My dad still lives in Houston. My mom moved back to El Salvador when I was six, so I grew up a proud Salvadoreña. And I do identify as a Salvadoreña, but I really grew up in between both countries, in Salvador and the U.S., and now I call L.A. home. It's been almost 16 years now that I moved. I was living in Mexico for five years and I ended up moving here. My daughter was born here. My daughter is now 15 and she likes to claim that she was the inspiration for what I do. I am the founder and co-CEO of We All Grow Latina, where our mission is to elevate the voices and stories of Latinas via the power of community. And we've been doing that since 2010. 
Oh wow, so this is like a, this is like a, a really tight pitch, Anna. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that you've done this before. <laughs> How is having a 15 year old? Buddy and I were just having this conversation offline because she had her daughter's first day of junior Middle high school. today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is very traumatizing. So it's like, it's like, I think it's the biggest change, right, Anna? Because I mean, from middle school to high school, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm barely going into middle school and it's just so much. Sucks. Right? Middle school sucks. Like, I don't know why we invented middle school. Why I have middle no school idea. Either. I don't understand. The district where we live now in Duarte, Unified dis- School District, it's still part of the LA County, but it's its own little district. We moved here a few years ago because middle school sucked. And she pulled out in sixth grade, halfway through, well, three months into sixth grade, she pulled out and she asked to be homeschooled. Can you share a little, I mean, I'm already traumatized. But I can, can go you into share the details. a little bit? Yeah. Go. What, what yeah. happened? Go for it, Anna. I can go into the details. It was actually ended up being something very beautiful in the way that I see how she has been raised by all of us because this girl has been raised by all of us because she's been going to all the We All Grow summits and just been surrounded by so many empowered women her whole life. But basically she was in a dual immersion private school, UCLA lab school, which is like a really, it's a paradise of a school, right? They, it's a project-based school. It's very diverse. It's actually not like an expensive private school in that case, in that sense. And she went there from first grade until fifth grade and the school ends in fifth. You can, they can leave in fifth or sixth. So anyway, we were living in the West Side, and for those of you around LA, we were living in Pacific Palisades, which I think both of y'all went to school there, so you yeah. know the district. My um, hood, exactly. <laughs> Not at all. Not at it's, all. it's definitely my hood. Very, my hood. <laughs> we did not feel we belonged. It was beautiful to live close to the beach and all of that, but we definitely didn't feel we belonged. And we thought that the public school was going to be a little bit different, right? And we were already living there, so. She went into the public school there into sixth grade. So mind you, she went from a classroom of 50 kids with like three teachers, two TAs, et cetera, to a sixth grade with, I think, 900 kids just in sixth grade. Oh, my God. Are you talking about Paul Revere? I'm talking about Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. I went there, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she felt the immediate yeah, shock. Girl, Paul Revere sucks. Horrible. <laughs> as, my, yeah. as my child would say, Paul Revere is sus. <laughs> <laughs> It does. As my, as, my, as my seven-year-old would say, bra, it sucks. <laughs> That's my seven-year-old. My daughter's right fighting the bra. She's really trying not to say it. She's oh really my God. fighting the bra. And then he goes, no. she go, he goes, mom, you sound ridiculous. That's not how you even say it. I'm like, dang. <laughs> like that, You huh? just go back, I slay. Anyway. But yeah, Paul Revere sucks. It does. Uh, yes. So it, it took her like two months in and she, you know, I started to see my daughter depressed. I started to see my daughter lose the love of learning, right? And the whole investment that we had done in her, I was like, I'm not going to continue paying private school because private middle schools and high school oh, are yeah. real in the, in, in the lay. Like that is a real cost. So, so we're not going to do that. I can't do that. So I was like really telling her like, you're going to have to suck it up. And I, exactly. And it was like, you know, it's almost like this is preparing you for real life, you know, like this is, and then I caught myself like seeing my daughter depressed, losing the love of learning, not being able to socialize. Like she tried, but it was just not happening because you know what? It was very divided, right? She didn't fit in with, you know, they really divided the Latino kids. They really divided the black kids. They really divided. Supposedly it's not that environment, but it was real. And she just didn't fit in in any of those. 
so basically when one day she was just like, really, she was just crying every day. And one day I caught myself, she begged me, she's like, mom, please pull me out and homeschool me. And I caught myself telling her, you know what? It's okay. You know, you're going to get used to it. And this getting used to it, think about it. I was telling my daughter that she was going to get used to being stressed, to living in an anxiety, to being in a place where she felt she was caged in and that there were no options for her. And that's not how I've raised her. That's not how what I've modeled in life to her. I've modeled that you can create your own reality, that you can go after your dreams, et cetera. But we do this as adults, but we forget that that's exactly what we need to be doing as children. But we think that because there is this path that's construed in education and what that path needs to look like, that that's a path that they need to take and they need to suck it up, even though it's us. Yeah. And that night, something hit me and like this voice was saying, just figure it out. Lifts like you know, there has to be another way. And I'm all about figuring things out, right? So Inesia, I'm a Taurus that will just not, like, I'll find my way around that wall. Wait, wait, let me, let me backtrack. Wait, 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 you're a Taurus? I'm a Taurus. I met someone who is, like, really into astrology, and she told me that my, supposedly, well, she told me that my life mission, like my purpose, my long life purpose in this earth, is to continue the path and live my life and become a Taurus. Oh, and I didn't, I and I didn't know that. Like, and I was like, I don't know any Tauruses. Who are Tauruses? And like, well, Tauruses are these women who are very because you're a Libra, right? But they're like Libras, but like Libras still want to like please Libra. people. Yeah, uh-huh. people, like Libras still like like to please people. But Tauruses are like, no, this is me. I'm gonna do me, and I'm just gonna live my life, and I'm just gonna go for it. And I'm like. Huh. I need to become a Taurus So now, too. Anna, I need to just be, like, closer to you. Because apparently, <laughs> also she's like, you need to, like, just hang out with more with your friends who are Tauruses. And I'm like, oh. I have a lot look of at Libra me. friends. That's what I was going to ask you. My ex-husband and my current partner are Libras. My sister's a Libra, and I have a lot of Libra friends. And I think it's because, I, you know, they're always in the, I don't know, whatever you want. Yes, it's that. And I'm like, okay, this. Okay, that. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like life already manifesting itself, bringing more Tauruses already into my life. That's how it I, is. But what's I your rising and what's your, mo- what's your what's your what's your moon and what's your rising? Well, so my moon is Aries and my rising is Scorpio. Oh, Ooh. wow! Apparently, wow. I'm living in a Scorpio. I am. A, I'm a Libra, Libra, Cancer. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't even. No, know but, but I, I don't aspect you as Libra. Now we're like taking go into a whole. I know. Other Sorry. <laughs> Let me so love my track. Aspect at Libra, like. You know, like I feel you're very decisive. You know what you want. You make choices and decisions. Because right now I'm living in my Sagittarius house, apparently. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway, I need to learn. To, I need to talk to this person because I'm like really <laughs> long. I was like zero in into it. Like in my house, there are four four Libras in my house. All my girls and myself are Libra. My sister's Libra. My sister-in-law's Libra. We all like have our birthdays within like a week and a half. You're a Libra too? Yes, I'm a Libra too. Dios mío. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Let's continue with your daughter now. So you are so now. Moment, mm-hmm. Yes. I am like, you know, Googling, Googling, Googling. And I discovered this wonderful world of online homeschooling. So check this out. This was September, October, 2019. Oh, so wow. I started discovering wow. like the charter online homeschool. And I was like, you know what? I think she can do this. We had these deep conversations. I was like, listen, I have no time to homeschool you. I'm single mom, you know, we co-parent, we're amazing co-parents, but she lives with me. I really carry most of the responsibility. So I was like, I can't do this, right? You're going to have to do this. If I'm pulling you out, this is on you. And she was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. It's my decision. I'm like, okay, it's your choice. Done. 
happiest day ever going to that principal's office that day and being like, okay, I'm taking my daughter out. She's out of here. Bye. We are gone. And we left and she started online homeschooling. And that opened up another world of possibilities to be for me to be like, I don't need to live in Pacific Palisades. I don't need to be spending this amount. I need to go back to where I feel me. And, you know, we had, I've done like the whole LA thing, like Echo Park, Glendale, Atwater Village, da, 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 until West. Now I'm back in, I'm saying Gabriel Valley because we found this amazing school, performing arts school and started wow. in seventh grade. And, and it's, it's, it was brand new school, California School of the Arts. And that is what my daughter, where she thrives. That right. is what she loves. So I was like, I need to help her get to the place that she loves. Like, I don't need to put her in a square where she doesn't belong, where I know that she really does love performing arts. And this is where she's going to be, right? Plus, it was cheaper rent, bigger places, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I'm a renter still. I haven't, I, we haven't bought, but we moved, we moved out here in January of 2020. So when the pandemic hit, we were in a larger house, a larger space, paying less rent, and she was already homeschooling. She was already wow. online. So it was, and I keep reminding her, I was like, you followed your intuition. You asked for what you needed and you wanted. You knew that there was another way, right? She didn't conform to, I'm here, this school sucks, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? She found a way out. And then we did it in partnership and collaboration to help refine her path. And now she's happy in Arts. Today was her first day of, of high school. And she's in the acting conservatory and doing what she loves. That's amazing. You've always been just like a great role model. But I think right at this point today, I really just needed to hear that because mm -hmm. I feel that she, my daughter, at least she has like so much pressure already going into the school. It's an all girl STEM based, mm -hmm. the first on a lot of things. And she's already like, she couldn't sleep because she's so like stressed out. So I told her, you know, you just do your best, just have fun, you know, make friends, like don't, don't take it too serious. But I also have to remind myself that I am the support she has. Because last night I was talking to her and I told her, just remember, like, you're not doing this on your own. We're all a team and we're doing this together, all of us. And that's why it was, it was important for me to all of us to drop her off so she wouldn't feel like she's alone. Because I remember middle school, that was the time where I moved from Mexico to here. Mm -hmm. And the experience in Mexico was so different because in middle school is when you, you, you find your lifelong friends in Mexico. Like, my friends from, from middle school in Mexico are still my friends till this day. And we're mm. really good friends. Yeah. And moving and breaking that for me, coming into a whole new country, a whole new language in, a, in Paul Riviere was a shock. And mm. I hated it so much. And till this day, I feel like it was such a bad experience for me going into middle school that I was going with expectations as well. Like, well, if our middle school sucks, you know, so we're just... It's, it was great having this conversation. Thank you. Because now I feel more at ease as a parent just to tell her, it's okay. You know, we're just going to figure it out as we go. Exactly. Exactly. And having those conversations at the end of the day that they feel that safe space to be able to say, like, I'm not happy, right? Like, oh. that they don't feel pressure to have to perform in every moment with us as well. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's so funny because I took her to the Las Jefas event with uh -huh. you. 
I love it. Yeah, we met, and then we met your partner, which who's a billionaire, and we walked out, and I was like, "You just met your first billionaire." And she was like, "No pressure, mom." That's what she said. She was like, "No pressure." But the other day at the supermarket, I don't know, randomly, we were in the supermarket. She was like, "Mom, you know what? I am gonna get you that house that you want." And I, saw, I was like, "Really?" And she was like, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, I want it with a pool." She was like, "I'll get you a pool. Don't worry." And I was like, "All right, all right." Like you know, it's it's so as they grow. It's such a beautiful time. I think this is my, I, I, you know, she's only 10, but it's my favorite stage going in as a, as a mm-hmm. mother of a, of a girl with Krista. I think we are, we becoming friends and yeah. it's, it's such a fun, it's such a fun like stage. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I see you with your daughter everywhere. Oh yeah. We become, you know, and, and also the fact that we co-parent now, right? We, I separated when she was, I believe, eight or nine. And that really just really has strengthened us. You know, she has her relationship with her dad and the relationship that she needs to have with him. And she has her relationship with me and she's been able to like truly find what that relationship is with each one and what support and nurturing with we each give to her. And her and I definitely have a really, really beautiful, beautiful relationship as far as like, she admires me. I admire her. She doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. She doesn't want to take over. We all grow. It's okay. <laughs> she, she says she's going to buy me a house too. And she's going <laughs> to move to NYU, to New York and go to NYU or Juilliard. And she's going to have an apartment and she's going to have a room for me. I'm like, okay, do you know what that means? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so crazy. I know. Well, my husband's dream is for my son to go to Juilliard, but I don't, I don't know if my son uh, shares that passion. <laughs> But I'm glad that your daughter is living out my husband's dream. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you how it goes. We'll keep yeah. you informed. Keep me, keep me posted on that. I want to talk a little bit more about co-parenting. I think my sister and I have spoken a little bit about that before on the show because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, my sister and I both have partners. Sometimes though, we bring bring it, we bring it up in the pod in the pod. Like, I don't know, Loki. That sounds amazing. <laughs> to have the time by yourself. Not too long ago, I think it's already been a long time ago. I said I was going to do this often. That hasn't happened yet. But my husband took my kids for the weekend to San Diego and I was in my home by myself. And it was the first time that I was home alone in my home, right? I travel for work and things like that. But to be in my home and then I spoke to someone at the Wheel Grow dinner and she told me the same thing. She's like, I know we clean, but I only clean once. And I was like, you know why you only clean once? And she's like, why? Like, because when there's no children, that shit stays clean. So then I had this idea, you know what? I think it'd be really cool for me to have a weekend by myself at home. My husband has a weekend by himself at home. And then to have two weekends of just family time. And I think that's really, really healthy. I don't know if, you know, and, and then I started hearing from girlfriends who are co-parenting. And she's like, oh, that's just my life all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's mm-hmm. pretty nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to go back once you do it. I'll tell you, even now that I have a partner, I'm just very much like, you know, my, you know, I'm so protected of my space because I now know what that space, how that space nurtures me. I love being home alone. Thankfully, my daughter is very much of like, she loves spending a whole day at home as well and like taking care of herself and et cetera. But it's, it's, once you start doing that, I, I think you start seeing how much it nurtures you and that how in turn that nurtures a relationship and how, nur- how it nurtures you as a parent for the rest of the week. Right. And also gives you something to look forward to because, you know, you can take all these 
sleepless nights, depending on what stage of parenting you're at, or like the craziness of, you know, I'm in the stage where now it's like chauffeuring her around to her agenda, right? Like, and now it's like, it's her agenda and my agenda and all this (laughs) classes and everything that we have, but that, you know, that you are, you, you, you have this space to look forward to that we all need to disconnect, decompress, and just not, for me, it's the not having to do anything the not having to be anywhere at any time, the not having to respond to anyone, et cetera. Like, what what do I want to flow? Do I want to just stand in my kitchen and dance? Do I want to just be naked all day? Do I want to just be in bed? Like, who cares, right? Um, do I want to just binge a show? So I don't know. There, there's a, I, I like that you're exploring how to do that in partnership because I think that it's just this part of what we're deconstructing as far as the of what even marriage, the the system, right, of marriage is supposed to look like and kind of like these these things that we've construed as, you know, we have to sleep in the same bed. We have to be in the same bedroom. We have to share like la familia muegano, right, that we have to do everything together or else it means that something's wrong if we're just not wanting to be together the whole time. And that's not being honest to who we are and every day. Yeah. And the needs that we have, not only every day, but as we mature and as we grow as individuals, and as each person starts growing as individuals, my ex-in-laws, I actually really admire that when they, when they retired in this lake house in, in this village town in Mexico, they each had their own bedroom, right? And it was so funny because they had, they had, I don't know, like 10 years prior to their marriage, he was, um, he had to work in Tamaulipas and she was in Mexico city with her job. So they would only see each other over the weekends. So by the time that they were living full-time together, when they retired, they were like, we can't do this of everyday thing. Like we're already used to not being together all the time. So they, they each have their bedroom because he loves listening to music at night. She likes to read and hates listening to music at night. He likes, you know, like these are the things that, that how can you still do the things that you love and be who you love, you know, be in the space that the way you want to see it, right? Not having to compromise. But at the same time, you have your space where you don't compromise, but then you have what you share together and what you build together in the rest of the household or in the rest of the time that you're together. But it's important to have these conversations. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also, you know, a, a lot of times in marriages, there's a lot of silence grudges that we we carry around and it's because of all the same reasons, right? We're just like, how come I have to take care of the kids? And so we, these grudges become bigger things and bigger issues as they go. And, you know, I, as I like to say, my work team at the restaurant, let's kill the monster when it's a baby. Let's not Mm. feed it. You know, I I heard something this morning that it says like any, everything dies when you don't feed it. I was like, ah, you know, that's a good way of saying like, you have to like cut it. Right. Since, since this, you have to be very open, you have to have these conversations and they're not your normal conversations, you know, quote unquote, within our culture and all of our, everything that we, that have, everyone that has come behind us. But I think, yeah, this generation is really changing things when it comes to everything and even like marriage and parenting, as long as, you know, we always say when you have a baby and they're little, it's like, whatever worked for you, you should do it. Like, I think we should continue to do that always, right? Whatever works for your family, whatever works for you, we shouldn't worry about what other people think. Because I think that's the, we always, as Libras, want to please other people. And like, what are people going to say? And you know, what are, what is like the family going to say? And what is this person going to say? But at the end of the day, whatever works for us is what sh- we should be doing. We have choices. Now let's talk about your other baby. 
We All Grow, who you are also co-parenting with now, by the way. Yeah, I am. <laughs> last, time, last time you were a single mom and now you have partners and investors and it has grown and you are just seeing the manifestation of your dream coming to life. Because I remember so many times we've had conversations like offline about private conversations about our frustrations, our dreams, or what we want, right? And to see it all come together it has been so amazing. What has that journey been for you? What have you learned? And what is your Ooh. favorite thing about what you're doing now with partners? <laughs> so yeah, so I brought on a co-CEO in December. And that was that was big because that was a lot of letting go, right? That was a lot of me saying, what's the hardest thing for me to say and probably the biggest lesson and what I've learned is to ask for help. And we've talked about this before in private relay guy, I have a really hard time asking for help. And it's easy to, for me to sometimes say like, Oh no, I'm a tractor, you know, like I attract, I don't chase, et cetera, because it's easy like to use that as a, as an awesome excuse to be like, I just really suck at asking for help also. So there's like an in-between of, yes, I'm not a pushy person. I love when the right people, opportunities, and situation come in because that means that the alignment is going to be, is going to work out, right? <laughs> because it's something, as, and if, with everything from like the clients, sponsors, team members, et cetera, like it really much is like, I'm not going to convince you. It's like, this is who we are. We're very transparent about who we are. Does this align with you? Then you're welcome. Let's figure out what we can do. And from this point, it was, I, I realized that the company, you know, last year was already 11 years old. This is our 12th year. And that, there was so much that I had done that, and, you know, with the support of my team and partners that I've had in the past, because no one does this alone, right? It could have been me, they're the one who manifested this in the beginning, right? And I was alone for a year, but it has been through the team and partners and community that this has grown to where it is now. But I also had to see my limitations. There's certain things that I'm not great at. And that is where the company right now is at, is at a point that needs this vision support and more doing where one, I am not comfortable and two, I've tried and it's just not where I feel I thrive. And it's a, a lot more like the deeper business, you know, degree kind of thing that you can learn. And I know I'm very intuitive in how I do my business, but that has taken me so far. I'm also 50 and there's, I turned 50 this year and there's a lot that goes into, you know, like the energy you have and the, that you have to do all these things. And I'm and like, I have all the energy. It's not that, but I used to be able to like run the two businesses when I was English baby and this and write for all these other people and do these other things. But it's just, life is a lot more accelerated now. And, and I'm also at a point where I want to enjoy a lot more of what I have created. So it was just delegation. So I brought on board Vanessa Santos, who's my co-CEO. We have, she's another Taurus, which was insane. Yeah, we're both very much like the doers and getting things done and like very, we know what we want and we're going after it. And we've just- I'm telling you, you all are deal. like my, my, my life purpose. <laughs> Come over. I feel like my yeah. next, apparently like, apparently that's a transition into my next life or something like that. <laughs> the Taurus life I've seen. I'm going to have to be checking in with you. Like, how's that Taurus energy How's that Taurus energy coming in? I know. I got I to gotta channel my Taurus energy. Not sure. I'm all new to this whole world. It's been incredible just really, really, really letting go and really allowing other people into this to co-parent this baby, right? That, it, But it had to be somebody who got it, who got the essence of it and 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 who wants to take it to the next level. And Patty... 
Patty also was somebody that I attracted. She came on her own, Patty Arvielo. So for those of you that don't know, she is one of the richest Latinas, millionaires in the country, women of color. I don't love that term, but there is, we haven't come up with a better term. She is right there ranking above Jennifer Lopez, you know, and her net worth. And she, no big deal. Uh, right. no yeah. big deal. Crazy. She's Crazy. in the mortgage business with her husband. They launched it together about 15, 16 years ago, and it's a multi-billion dollar business and she's thriving. And now she's really supporting as many women as she can. And we just have created, she's just become, for me, she really has been, she wasn't an investor. She bought, she bought shares. So basically what she has been for me is more of a, a support system that allows me to take a lot more risks that I know that these risks can be big because somebody like her is not going to let us fall. And she wants us to take really big risks, risks, and she's taken a really big bet on us. So going back to that also, you know, that feel that what we need as business owners, right, is, is to feel supported. And that what we need as parents is to feel supported and right? it all ties back. And that's really what I feel I have been building in the last few years is what does that net of support look like for me? look like where we all grow and for the next stage of where we all grow needs and wants to be. That's, um, that takes a lot of courage, you know, as business owners, I know that like sometimes delegating or giving up control, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. is one of the hardest decisions that you can make. Mm -hmm. But I love how you put it, you know, you're in a stage in your life when you just want to delegate and enjoy life more because we always say, you know, I'm going to work so hard so I can do that. And then when I get there, then I'm going to rest. I'm going to get there. Then I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. But we don't realize how fast time flies and how fast, like you can turn around and be like, oh my God, I said I was going to do that 10 years ago and I'm still not doing that. Like what's, what's going on? So I think it's a very, very brave decision for you to do that. I think it's a, it's an admirable example because yes, we have seen the shift of we all grow ever since you made that decision, all the changes, all the, you know, all the growth. You have the the annual summit coming up next month mm-hmm. and it's sold out in 20 minutes. <laughs> Kinda in less than three hours, but because PayPal shut us down within 18 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. People are the people support you. You know the community loves you, support you guys. And you know, it's when you go through those things, those are the times where you learn the most, where you grow the most. I'm assume I'm I'm sure that in the past two years you have grown and learned like a whole university, you know, of things that you have gone through. And we don't see it at the, at the moment because it's hard and we're, we're in it, but I really admire your, your openness and your vulnerability at sharing with the community, what was going, what was happening. And you realize how much the community, we love you and support you because, you know, we all grow sold out. Well, yeah, how you feel. I want to, I love, I love all the good feels, but I also want to give people just like a little nugget of like tangible advice. What would you say happened with you through that period of, oh my God, I may close. Like this is going to hell. My, all these, cause this is real. Like the years that I've invested on this have been for nothing. It, this is about, I'm about to close shop to now you're on the other side times a thousand. Now you have a partner, you have everything you wanted. 
what happened and what did you do? What actions did you take? What mindset, how did your mindset change during that transition? So that, that was very tough. So we're talking about 2020 and the cancellation of Wheel Grow Summit, which was happening in May. So we were already on, all on board for, for the summit, like all the expenses, all the money had been spent, et cetera. And we were in a really bad position because we had all the eggs in one basket. So what, what happened to me in that moment was really, was a culmination of all the lessons that I had learned in the previous nine years of building the company. It was like everything I had learned in moments where I had gone through moments before where in 2017, I was going to have, I, I thought I was going to have to close shop and, and I had, I did fire my whole team and I, I was, I filed for bankruptcy. I didn't go through it with it. Thankfully I had interventions, but it was, it was this moment of clarity that I felt that the whole, there was like the matrix, right? Like the whole matrix falling around you and you're just sitting there. And honestly, in like this send moment of like, okay, you've done this, this has happened before, you know, you were going to get through. And it, what got me through and the biggest tool for me was really understanding that at that moment I needed to step into courage, like never before. And I don't think I had ever accessed courage in that sense, because all I wanted to do was like sit down and just close everything off and be like, you know what, if I close shop right now, I'm going to make more money as a consultant and as a coach. Like I can just start charging as a coach and me, Ana Flores is going to have more money in the bank than I do right now. Facts. Ana Flores <laughs> getting paid as a CEO of We All Grow. You know how it is. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Jack, it's a caiga. So it was what the tools were. I got out of my own way. You let go. I allowed things to happen as they needed to happen. I went into all the spiritual tools that for me of, of mindfulness and awareness that would help me stay centered in that moment. So it was breath work, very specifically. I was doing breath work with Analilia every Saturday. She started doing online community gatherings. I was making sure that I was taking care of myself as much as I could. It was easier for us in that moment because Camila was already homeschooling online. So we didn't have like a huge transition, but it was, so the specific tools were breath work, getting out of my own way and accessing courage. And what does that look like is very individual for each person. But for me at that moment was realizing that I had been putting band-aids over problems that had been appearing, that at that moment, those problems were going to manifest and I needed to have the courage to actually remove the band-aid, let it bleed, let it hurt, hurt and take some actions that I knew were going to hurt me because it is hard for me to, it's hard for me to confront people. Right. And there was things that I needed to do that were about confronting people and about the moment that we were at. And that is where I had to step into courage and be like, okay, no more band-aids. You have to look things straight in the eye and just confront them and allow things to move forward from there. Because if things are going to fall, they might as well fall from a place of clarity. Right. And yeah, from a full place of clarity and of trust in me, knowing that I did everything that was in every single voice inside of me that was asking me that these are the things that you need to do that I was going to honor them and, and do them. And that took a lot of courage. That was a, that, I mean, it just, I just, I just felt like all the anxiety on me. <laughs> I don't think Sorry. that was, I don't, I, I don't think that was her goal. No, it was I just, more inspiring. No, no, no. I just, no, no, no. But, I, but, but yes. I mean, it's like, I felt, I, yeah, you, I, I felt you there. You felt I her. felt you there. You know what I mean? Like I felt you there. Like, 
you know, I felt you back in 2020. I think I was there in 2020 as well. Like, I think we were all in 2020, business owners, we were there. And I think like you speaking and saying those things, it brought me back to that. And I, that's why I was, I, was I, I felt you. And I know how that moment feels because it feels that this is it. Like, I, I felt a few times where I was like, that's it. Like, might as well just close, you know, might as well just, mm-hmm. you know, me voy a I don't know. Like all these things that go through your mind that it's, it's a very, very scary thing to do. A lot of people think entrepreneurship is a walk in the park and, oh my God, you know, it's like all these things. And like, you have a free schedule and you're, you know, your own boss. Yeah, you are your own boss, but you also carry all the responsibility of the business on your shoulders. And sometimes more than that, like families, like to me, and I'm sure to you as well, it's like all the families that are, you know, working under this umbrella of a, of a business that my decision can affect them in, you know, in a very like immediate, it will have an immediate effect on people. And those, all of those decisions are, you know, what make you like tougher as the day go, as the years go by. Sometimes when I, you know, I have people that call me now and when they have problems and I just tell them, you know, this will pass. I know this, I know this looks like it's the end of the world and I know you're so scared, but it will pass and it just will be something that you will learn from. Like you have to choose what do you want to do with this moment? Do you want to look at it as a problem and you're going to be worried and depressed and doing and not really focusing on like picking up your business or you want to look at it as a point where you can learn from it and grow from it and just keep, you know, keep adding on to your business. So I know it's hard and and those moments are pivotal, but you know, sometimes you make the right ones, sometimes you make the wrong ones and you really did, you really made the right decision for you and your business at that time. Yeah. And the other thing I did was that I, I picked up and I moved to Playa del Carmen with my daughter. I remember. That was awesome. I had to do that. That was October, 2020 in the middle of everything. And I have to say that, you know, I call myself a soul centered entrepreneur and et cetera. So I love to talk about these things that I really think that it was led. I had to get away. It was, there was too much noise, especially in LA and the fires and everything going on. And the moment that we left, honestly, that was the getting out of my way. The moment that we left, like within a month, campaigns started coming in, you know, like, It was like on its own, like, you know, two clients that wanted to pay me for 2021 in December for the whole year had never happened. You know, those things that just had never happened. And they were like, no, we need to pay you now in December for the whole year. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. Yes. And that allowed me to then hire somebody, you know, have a team again and, you know, to start reconstructing and building. And obviously that doesn't just come from night to day and not just because of the decision of being in Playa, but because of the work that we've put in all of these years, right? And what we have built and 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 that's where the the trust also comes in into what you have built and accepting the moment that you're in. So tell us about this year's summit. What is it gonna be about? Like what are we, you know, what are the what um this is your comeback. So I want to hear all about it. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's the big comeback year. Girl, like, okay, you're not being nervous. It's gonna be amazing. Very great. It's very different. So yes, it's our big comeback year. Our th- we always have a theme, and the theme this year is Sanctuary of Joy, because we really, we really know that we deserve joy, and we want to honor joy, and that we have gone through some horrible years since what now, 2015, 2016. It's just been one, you know, um, just one thing after the other, and in the sense of especially those of us that are 
more public, right? That we have these big expectations of how we need to be showing up and this voice that we need to have and the activism and all of this that sometimes can get, oftentimes can get into into us losing that sense of joy because it, the the narrative and everything that we're seeing is so negative, right? But we we want to tap into what is it that unites us? What is it that at the end of the day, no matter who you are, you're an entrepreneur, you're a creator, you're in a career path, you're an activist, you're an artist, et cetera. At the end of the day, we're all looking for joy. We're all looking for that path of joy. So that's what we're bringing together. And what's different this year is that we are def- we're definitely have recognized in the last few years, we have grown so much in the digital community. We, we're almost at 20,000 members in our Amigas membership. And when we see there, we're not the, the community for influencers, right? We haven't been that for many years, just that. We ha- we're not just a community for entrepreneurs. We're not just a community for career professionals. In fact, over 44% of our members and amigas self-identify first as career professionals. So that's a big shift of what we thought, right? So we know that we're addressing the Latina woman and our greatness. And what unites us is that is that anchor that we always have in joy. We celebrate life, we celebrate death, we celebrate birth, we celebrate, you know, every single aspect moment of, uh, that we can. So we're uniting in celebration. We're bringing in amazing women in the main stage. So we're going to have bigger conversations so a lot, I don't want to say a TED space, but a lot more um, towards that, like bigger stage, bigger conversations, and always integrating our three pillars of heal, commune, grow, which are our three pillars that everything that we do, editorial platform, which we just launched our editorial platform, our website content in, in June, and, and our amigas and the events always anchor in those three and those three and in that order, because we believe that. We have to come from a, a space of us searching and looking for heal, healing to then move into that space of growth and that space of, of community. And really tapping into the things that people love about the summit, which is storytellers, our Latina makers market, our heal sessions, and just beautiful conversations in an awe-inspiring place in the desert and La Quinta Resort and Palm Desert that really just really, really connects us just because we're in this beautiful, beautiful space showing up for each other that's amazing can't wait to see all of the things that you have prepared i know there's no more tickets yeah there's no more tickets and there's no more time i really want to be mindful of your time anna but for those women who can attend is it going to be a virtual opportunity or where can they follow along get major fomo and buy their tickets for next year so we have partnered with latv to offer a free live stream session the whole main stage sessions, which is four hours of programming, will be live streamed via LATV. I don't have the link yet, so we'll add it in the show notes. <laughs> and it will also be uh, recorded and packaged so that anybody can watch it later if you're an Amigas member. Oh, that's amazing. Well, awesome. And where can our super mamas that still don't know about you, I don't know why they wouldn't, but where can they find you, follow you? you know, find We All Grow. Please tell us all of your outlets. So weallgrowlatina.com and we are at We All Grow Latina on all the socials. And then if you go to We All Grow Latina, you will also find the link to join our free membership platform. We're connecting Latinas all over the world. And my personal profiles are Ana Flores underscore me. Great. Well, thank you so much, Ana, for- Thank you, Ana. Everything that you, that you that you have shared with us today. My Taurus soul sister. What? My Taurus soul sister. Oh, yeah. No, you got I'm the one. 
<laughs> you and Patty. I'm going to be like, come on, guys, let's go to lunch. Give me, exactly. give me some of that tourist energy. I need it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Anna. Well, thank you so much. And we are back on the show. That was good. Did you like that interview, Krista? Yeah. You know, I love how she how she talked about her relationship with her daughter. And I only wish that our relationship gets better like that. You guys can't see, but she's saying yes with her hand. So, Krista, tell me, do you have a pick or a tip for our Super Mamas this week? Actually, why don't you give a tip to, to the Super Mamas kids that are entering middle school? What would be your number one tip for middle school kids that are just starting middle school? What has worked for you? Share a tip with our listeners. Definitely make it to all your classes on time because it can also count on your grade. If you have PE and you have to bring uniform, bring it because it also affects your grade, maybe. And mm, just try and try and practice with the lockers. You'll get it eventually. I I took some time and I got it. Now I can open it easily. Love that tip. Be on time. Bring your PE uniform and practice with your locker until you get it. I love it. I love that tip. My tip this week... It is so hot, guys. It is so hot. Hot. My tip this week is going to be, I think I said this tip before, but I think, you know, if you didn't listen to that episode and you need this reminder because it's freaking hot, one one tip that I found that I got from my good friend, Patty Rodriguez, we went to Texas and it was super hot. And I remember I was, I was just feeling miserable and Patty came and she put like, two ice cubes under my hat, one in each side. And magically, it just really felt like so much fresher. So I remember I said this before. I just think like right now we need we need it again. Put two ice cubes under your hat. That would really help. Also, drink a lot of water. That's my other tip. Drink lots and lots of water right now that it's super hot. I think we all need to stay hydrated. Sunscreen, we will never stop saying sunscreen. Sunscreen, water, stay hydrated, stay in the shade. Bring your pets. Make sure you put water for your pets. Make sure you carry bottles of water for everyone. Use insulated bottles and carry them in your car. Carry them with you because it is hot out there, guys. That's my tip. That is the episode Thank you, Krista, for joining me today. Let's see where life, life takes us today. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on supermamas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter, also at underscore supermamas and in el face at supermamas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline 424-329-3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note hello at supermamas.com very soon we could be featuring you on the show please remember to leave your name and instagram handle for a chance to be featured 
much love. And see you next week. Super Mamas!